Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of Productive Nation Podcast. I am your host, Adam, and our guest today is Faisal Farooqi. Faisal is a business strategist, consult who helps others grow their business. And in this episode, we are going to hear Faisal's story and how he got started. Stay tuned. Waalaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother. Pleasure to, it's an honor to have you on the show, on the podcast. Uh, the honor is definitely mine, that's for sure. Mashallah. You are based in uh, Illinois. Yes, Chicago, Illinois, suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, in the United States. How's it like in there? Alhamdulillah, today it's actually pretty warm, but uh, five minutes later, the weather will definitely change. So I can't, I can't tell you five minutes from now. Mashallah. Were you born in Illinois? Yes, born and raised in Chicago. Wow, wow, mashallah. Yes. Would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure, absolutely. I'm a business strategist for coaches and experts who are looking to increase their sales, get more clients in 90 days without all the tech headaches. So I kind of focus in that area. I'm also the founder of the Muslim Entrepreneur Mastermind Group on Facebook and the founder of F2 Consulting. Mm, I'm part of those both groups and alhamdulillah benefited a lot. From, the, from your post and insight. But how did you get started? What's your How did I get start? started? Yeah. Uh, which one? In the, in the group or in the consulting area? In the consulting area. Consulting area, I think it was my innate, um, you know, the, the, the inside of me always likes to help other people. I like to help people. I like to see, you know, these small little wins when they, they succeed in something, when I succeed in something. Um, you know, I also think it's all about, you know, failing, making mistakes, learning from them. I, I think that's what kind of inspires me. And that's yeah. kind of where I got started in you know, this whole consulting um, area. What do you love most about your work? Helping people, helping yeah. people, helping them uh, achieve their goals and, uh, you know, their dreams. It, it uh, makes me, it makes me more excited. Yeah, mashallah. You know, you, you mentioned something interesting. You said failures and mistakes and errors. I think they are necessary, but they are the most things people are afraid, fear of failing. Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that's what I've been noticing in a lot of the, the groups and talking to other uh, peers also. Fa- failure is, I think, the biggest uh, struggle I think a lot of people see and have. They're just too afraid. They're always working for, you know, towards perfection. And I think you know, that kind of uh, paradigm needs to change. We shouldn't mm. have to focus on perfection. Yeah. Um, I, I call it, uh, you know, a massive imperfect action is what people need to take. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean, take some, big, take some big steps. Don't worry about, you know, perfecting something right now the first time around, you know, the first time it's ever produced. Just do something. Take some, you know, like take a big step. Take, get out of your comfort zone. Take a big step and take action on something new. Yeah, and that's that's better than no action, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And no action is, uh, you know, you, that's that's where you lead to failure, right? Yeah, and that's on the path of failure. Yeah, I know you have been helping a lot of people, and I wanted to know what is the biggest misconception people have about setting up a business or being an entrepreneur. 
I think the biggest misconception uh, I feel is the misunderstanding that business is easy. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hours, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, it takes money. <laughs> you know, mm. sometimes it doesn't take money depending on the business you want to start. But um, I think that's the, uh, one of the biggest misconceptions I've seen is that people think it's just way too easy. They're always looking for the quick, quick buck, quick dollar. Mm. And trying to make uh, you know that that easy money, it's 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 not that easy. It's and it, if if it is, if they're thinking that, it's not going to be a sustainable business. We'll put it that way. Mm. I have a friend who told me when he started his business, he had this idea that in one year he will be a millionaire, and that never happened. So <laughs> he, he said that was the biggest lessons I learned. He said, but in the other hand, would you say business is hard? Business is hard, uh, but it can be easy once you learn the right skills and the right knowledge. I think it can be easier. I mean, it, it takes, you know, we were talking about it a few minutes ago about uh, failing and making mistakes. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're not afraid of failing and making mistakes and you focus on learning from those failures and mistakes, you'll actually learn a lot more than if you did absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. And actually, you know, going back to one of your, your, your friend's example about, about uh, his million dollar goal in one year, there's nothing wrong in having ambitious goals. So mm. as long as they're realistic, right? Yeah. And as long as you have a plan to back it up, how are you going to even get there? You know, mm. say, yeah, I want to make, everybody wants to make a million dollars, right? But you need yeah. a plan to actually get there, <laughs> right? And it has to be realistic. Yeah. And, and with, that, with that plan, you will fail. Without the plan, yes, right, exactly. There's a there's a saying, right? If if you uh, plan to fail, if you if you fail to plan, what is it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's what it is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you mentioned something interesting. You said it, it takes skills and knowledge in order to to make to learn this business thing. So, what kind of skills you are talking about, and what kind of knowledge? I think one of the main skills, at least from, from what I've kind of gathered talking to a lot of people, you know, some of uh, my clients, uh, even peers, and even looking in some of these groups, one of, the major, one of the main skills I think people need to acquire quickly is learning to sell, right? So if you have a product or a service, you need to be able to know how to sell it. If you don't know how to sell it, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to be in business, right? You also have to learn to communicate really well. How do you articulate what your business is all about? How do you explain to your customer or client what benefits you know, they'll see from you know, their services or products? Mm. You need to be able to communicate that well. And then I think also you need to be a really good listener. Listen to your clients. Listen to your customers. Find out what they really need from you, right? Mm. And then finally, I think the last skill I think uh, everybody, you know, any, any business person should have is the ability to focus on one thing and get really good at it. Wow, that's amazing tips right there. Learn how to sell, communicate effectively, and focus on one thing. We tend to focus on too many things, and that could be distracting. Absolutely. I, and I think that's the human nature of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, their mind is going on like crazy. They've yeah. got 10 million ideas in their head, yeah. and they struggle with focus. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. You're talking about me. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any tips how to improve your sales skills or communication skills? 
the communication skills and selling, you know, the first, you know, there's, there's different ways, you know, you, you get a book, you watch YouTube videos, you practice, right? Yeah. So way back when, probably, I don't know, maybe uh, 15, 20 years ago, I, uh, I used to be in the car business. So I used to sell cars, go to the dealership. I used to be a salesperson there. And when I had first started, I never sold anything. But um, it took a lot of time, a lot of practice. What I mean by is I would come, you know, a customer would come on the, on, the, on the parking lot, on the car lot. You know, they're looking at the cars and I would go out there and talk to them. And, you know, they would uh, get scared because of what I'm saying and just, just leave. And I'd go through like, you know, 15, 20 a week like that, you know, scaring them off. And finally, I started reading books uh, on selling, how to close the sale, how to talk to customers. So I finally started learning by reading. And back then they didn't have, uh, gosh, I don't even think we had YouTube videos back then. But, <laughs> you know, reading through books, I, I, I tried to practice some of the, the sales lines, right? And then finally, I was able to get these customers into the, into the office, have them sit down, negotiate a deal, sell them a car, right? So mm -hmm. then, and then of course, that also comes from product knowledge. You have to really know your product also, whether it's your product or your service, whatever it is. You have to know a, a deeply and very intimately what your, what your product is, what your service is, and how it actually can help the customer, help the client, because it's really more about them than it is about you. That's interesting. It's all about the clients always, not about you. No, exactly. What about the communication part? Is, is there any way, like for me especially, I'm not native English speaker, so one way that I practice my communication skills to speak as often as I can. Like in this podcast and when I see people, I try to just speak and communicate as much as I can. Do you have any communication tips for people who would like to improve their communication skills? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, I think what, you, you, what you've hit on is, um, is key, is, is a lot of practice. You need to speak a lot. You need to be comfortable with yourself speaking mm. and you need to have the confidence when you're speaking as well. The other thing I'd probably suggest is, you know, try to find a good speaking style. Um, listen to podcasts, listen to the way they, you know, the speaker talks, listen to TED Talks, which is ideal. You know, we've got yeah. YouTube uh, these days, listen to TED Talks, you know, listen to the way they kind of articulate, listen to the way they kind of bring up a story, listen to the way they, you know, make pauses here and there uh, and how they, you know, uh, you know, elevate their voices because voice amplification also makes a difference when you're speaking to your customers and clients. I remember doing that when, when I was selling cars. I would, sometimes I would talk to them softly and then this would actually get their attention even more. But then I would also speak up a little bit louder to show my authority. Mm. You see? Learning, learning to communicate is you know, definitely a, a skill. Um, you know, I, I think everybody needs to kind of practice at least. They don't have to be perfect at it, but you know, practice a little bit every day, every week, so you can just keep getting better at it. I mean, back to your work, what are the common challenges you see that your customers or other business owners face? Okay, so this, this is going to be a common theme here. One of the biggest challenges that I see business owners facing is not knowing what to work on next when starting or trying to scale their businesses. Okay, so they're, you know, it goes back to the focus. They're all over the place mm. and they try to struggle you know, to focus on one thing. You see what I'm saying? They're, they don't have the right, they don't have... They're not following one single path to get to their destination. They, they get distracted, you know, with all these shiny object syndrome, you know, they keep hearing about, you know, in my business, at least they hear about like funnels, they hear about landing pages, they hear about email marketing, 
social media marketing, uh, Facebook uh, lives, podcasting, all these different things. And thinking, okay, I have to try this, I have to try that, I have to try this. But they never stick with one thing long enough to actually see if it works. I like you keep mentioning this focus thing. That's so important, you know. And do you think uh, one needs someone someone supports like accountability partner to keep focused? Absolutely. I, they, that is uh, one of the key things that um, I do when working with my clients is I, I become their accountability partner, their accountability coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But they have somebody to be accountable to, right? So if I give them an assignment to, you know, if, if, I, if I create a roadmap for them to get from point A to point B where, where you know, they're, they've got a nice thriving business and they've got clients coming in, they need to take certain steps in order to be able to get to that final destination, right? But if they're not taking these steps, okay, they're just never going to reach their final destination. So going back to accountability, now if, if I ask you to do something and you've paid me, you know, the money to be, to show you, to show you how to get to your destination, I'm going to expect in return the work that I've asked you to do. So that's, that becomes an accountability thing. At the same time, it becomes a learning process too, right? So if you're not doing something properly or you're not doing something right, based on my experience or even, you know, anybody's coaches or mentors uh, experience, you, you know, you're going to fail that way too, or it's just going to take you longer. I don't want to say it's going it's, to, you're going to fail. It'll just take longer than if you actually listen to the advice that you're getting. Hmm. And, and for that advice, if you are committed, you will get there. But have yes. you have those uh, clients who won't take actions, who won't, even though there's an accountability relationship and they have paid Yes, I have actually, it was a few years ago and, you know, some people, you know, a lot of coaches and consultants and maybe even some uh, experts that get into this business are afraid of, you know, there's one thing that they want. They always want new clients. They want customers so they can, you know, either fill their calendar and, you know, make the money. But the, the one thing that they're afraid to do is actually fire a client. I remember I had to do that a few wow. years ago because okay. this, this client would not listen to the advice that I was giving I, and I kept insisting. Yeah, you you paid me money to show you how something works, to how to get you know how to get you from point A to point B, yet you keep I don't want to say arguing with me, but challenging me, in you know challenging me in a sense that I'm trying to explain it to you, but you just are not comprehending. We'll put it that way. Okay, and it, it was just a big challenge, and I I finally said, you know what, this is not working. This relationship is not healthy. Um, we're going to just have to stop working together. <laughs> so, yes, I've, I've had that experience as well. So what I'm hearing is they, there might be a clients that are not fit. So most people, they don't want to let that go because they feel like they are losing something. But sometimes it's better to let those clients go that are not really committed. Absolutely. I mean, it, it also, I think, depends on the, you know, the coach, uh, the coaches or the mentors, um, you know, uh, internal, internal workings. For me, I, I like to see people succeed. Yeah. But if you're challenging and if you're not following my, you know, my instructions or my, my advice, you're not going to succeed and it's going to make me feel bad. I'd rather not feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You see? I have a personal experience of this is when I was offering free coaching and man it's really hard to motivate someone to take any action when it's free when you're offering something for free they take it for granted and they might cancel on the session they might cancel like 
not day before, days after, like, sorry about oh. two days ago, uh, I was occupied. At least cancel the session before, not after. <laughs> I agree. Like, Unfortunately, people don't value something that's given to them for free, even though it is really worth, who knows, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars. If yeah. somebody offers it for free, they're just not, they're, they, they will take it for granted, just like you said, they won't value it. They won't take action on it. Uh, nine times out of 10, they won't use it if it's free, yeah. right? So yeah, free is uh, not, not, the, not always the best, thing, best way to go. But alhamdulillah, I have to appreciate you for, I remember last time when we get on call, Zoom call was a year ago when you just hop on a call and give me advice on how to set up my Facebook group. And it was, it was really helpful. Mashallah, very good. And alhamdulillah, the group is still there. Yes, I can sure. see it. I posting all the time. Yeah, sharing positive message and it's attracting people. Basically, I started sharing this positive message and then I found it out that close people, relatives, they don't care about it. But then I get into knowing people around the globe who like their message resonates with them and kind of building global community on Facebook platform, which is really interesting. And yes. all thanks to you, Shazakallah Khair. I truly appreciate that free advice that you gave me. Welcome, welcome. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you were able to benefit from that. That's for sure. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I want to finish off with, finish off our conversation asking you personal questions. Sure. But before that, one funny thing. Do you know that you have a, there's a guy with similar name with you who is really successful entrepreneur. Famous More successful entrepreneur. than me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. But the software. No, I, I think I know who you're talking about. I think he's the founder of Mouth Shut or something. Yes, yes. I was yes. like, okay, this is not the guy I'm, I'm interviewing. <laughs> I was like, okay, mashallah. Mashallah. Yes, I know who you're talking about. In fact, I remember he. Uh, he reached out to me a few years ago because he wanted to buy my domain name. Wow. I said, no, I'm not selling my name. <laughs> well, mashallah, mashallah. Yeah, it, it was the same name. He has the same yeah. name. He wanted to buy the name. I bought it before he did. But he didn't obviously offer enough. That's why. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> mashallah. So to finish off, what is yes. the one book about business or marketing that you can recommend to the audience? Okay, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but one of my favorite books is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. I love that book. Yeah, I love yeah. it too. Yeah, mashallah. That's, that's a really good book. It is. I, I think everybody should go through it one or two times, even a refresher every year, um, you know, especially if they struggle with focus, I mean, it kind of gets them back on track and kind of, you know, gets them back to their roots on yeah. where they should, uh, you know, focus their energy and time on. Yeah. And it's all about prioritizing because when I, after reading that book, I found myself asking this question, what is the one thing I can do this week? Or what is the one thing I can do right now is worthy of my time. And that in itself helped me to stop and pause a second to think about, identify what's the one thing before I, before I start doing it. Absolutely. I think it's really important to reflect. Yeah. That's, that's definitely for sure. And the final one, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Uh, good question. So I would probably say the legacy that I want to leave behind is that I want people to remember the impact that I had on them or the memories that they had with me. 
regardless of you know what we spend our money on or the people we encounter or even the way that we use our days we're leaving a record of our time here right on earth so when everything is said and done our lives will eventually leave an impression good or bad yes exactly see we get to choose right <laughs> we get to choose subhanallah that's beautiful shazakallah khair for sharing your story with us and i wish you blissful ramadan may allah bless you your family and the work you do and thank you for taking the time out to do this interview oh you're welcome very good I enjoyed it it was my pleasure